All right, so welcome to the GMB show. This is the Got Marshmallow Biscuits podcast. I'm Andy with Ryan. I'm Ryan, what's up? Yeah, and so today we're going to be talking about uh, some some things that people seem to think that once you're over, uh, I mean, the number changes, right? It's yeah. over, over 60, over 50, then it becomes over 40 because that's yeah. almost 50, and then it's over almost. 30. And then it's yeah. once you're past 25, and it's a slippery slope of what constitutes this, but fitness when you're older. And we're going to make, we're going to just go on and draw the line at 40 because that's a line that we're all comfortably on the positive side of. Yeah. Uh, and it seems to be where a lot of people really think shit's all downhill from here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is what we're going to talk about. Um, but first, you know, we should say 40 is not actually old. Uh, nope. 50 nope. is not really actually old. Nope. Nope. Uh, we're not old. We are over 40. But interestingly, people always assume that we're a good bit younger. That's a good thing. Especially before you had the gray in your beard. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, and I remember having to shave my beard for my surgery uh, a couple of years ago. And everyone's like, oh, my God, you're so young. And I was like, I've always been young. Yep. Just well, it's funny hair. because we post videos to, like, YouTube, for example, and we regularly have people trying to, uh, when you're my age, Ryan, yeah. when they're just, like, 40 years old or, like, 35 right. or something. And Ryan's like, like dude, uh, I'm 46 years old, okay? <laughs> I'm like, you know, you're 37. Right? <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. So, so there's that. But – it still is. It's a very real thing that as you age, of course, the way your body works changes, right? For various reasons, which we're going to get into. And uh, people have concerns about this. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, this is not, well, some of this is backed by research and various things that we've learned by dealing with professionals and Jarlo being a physical therapist, having done a lot of research and work with older populations, but a lot of this is just things we've noticed ourselves and from working with many, many thousands of clients. Uh, so that's what we're going to be basing this discussion on, not necessarily an evidence-based inquiry into whatever. This is just our observations and things that we know work. So that's kind of the caveat I want to give for this. Um, and before we get into it, let's talk a little bit about some of our clients' Uh, that yeah. we know are older than people seem to think it's possible to do what we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Starting off, we could talk about Steven, uh, yeah. Steven Stern, amazing guy. He's in his sixties and he went through the apprenticeship when actually in his sixties, as a matter he was of 62 or three, I 62 think two or three. That's right. And the guy's great. And uh, for, various reasons. But the one thing that was really cool was the fact that we all got to learn from him. And so when we talk about auto regulation in GMB, he's, he's a living example of a guy who does that. He's very clear on what he can do, what he can't do, and what he's willing to do, which I think is also a huge thing too. And we'll get into this maybe a little bit later, but like reframing and your priorities change in life. And he was a great example of when he was going through the apprenticeship, he was just really clear. He said, look, my body doesn't do this anymore. And he said, I'm perfectly fine with that. And he says, I'm going to do whatever I can to try and make sure that I can do something similar to what's going on. He says, but 
I got to do it my own way. And the thing is, is of course, yes, that's exactly what we're after here in GMB. So he's a great example of not only being a trainer, but a guy who continues to right. move And the thing is, is let's just go on and say, you know, Stephen, uh, Stephen is doing handstands. He's doing strength training. Oh, yeah. He's doing, Things. he's not doing like aerial gymnastics and stuff like that. But he's he's doing a lot of different kinds of locomotor movements, some very light tumbling gymnastics. Yep. He's doing stuff that a lot of people, even when they're not even forty yet, think they yeah. won't ever be able to do. And this is stuff that he had not, he didn't have a history with. Yeah, a couple other people we can talk about. And uh, apologize if I'm going to butcher your name, but uh, Shalomo, uh, located in Israel. Shalomo, and, yes. Yeah, in his seventies, the guy. Yeah comes in and he said, you know what? I want to do your floor program. We're like, all right, man. He's had to make a lot of adjustments yes. to be able to do this. But the thing is, is he keeps going. He just keeps going and he's doing great. You know, he wanted to get the handstand. Eventually we're going to be able to kick up against the wall and do the handstand. It's an example of a guy again, who is listening to his body, but he's not saying, well, you know, I'm in my 70s. I probably shouldn't be doing this, so I'm not even going to try. He's not that way. He no. said, I want to figure out a way that I can do this and do it in a way that's going to be good for me. Another guy, met him in Australia. He's also in his 70s. Canty, wow. The dude got his muscle up uh, last year. Yep. You know, he's continuing to work on the rings. Incredible. Made so, impressive progress on the rings. Oh, sure. just so cool. And and his attitude towards things as well is just amazing. So and I think that yeah. that's key. Is, yeah, it's attitude. I said this with Steven, with Shalomo, and with Canty is attitude. And this is something yeah. uh, we, we refer to the book uh, Mindset by Carol Dweck a lot mm. and her research on this. The idea of a growth mindset versus a yes. fixed mindset. Absolutely. Not this idea of I'm old now, I can't do this, but... Nah. This is going to be different for me than it would be for somebody in their 20s. What do I need to do differently to still achieve my goals? And that's a very powerful shift if you can make it and that these guys are great examples of. And that's not just when you hit a particular age. This is anywhere at any time in your life and making that, that, that change and looking at it with the growth uh, mindset. So Let's let's talk a little bit. Let's move forward a little bit and just talk about some of the uh, <laughs> things. There are very um, real age. Yes, yeah. very yeah. real things that happen as you age, and yeah. uh, so I think one of the big ones is that you just have to accept that as you age, and this is going to be different for everyone, uh, depending <laughs> on DNA, health factors, environmental stuff, etc. When this happens to you. But everyone is going to hit points where their ability to grow and their ability to recover from exercise or injury slow down. Right. And right. for some men, a lot of times this happens at 25 or even sooner. Yeah. Um, for women, it tends to be a little later. But as you age, your ability to recover uh, is, you know, based on hormones and other things, too, is going to slow down. And this is, there's no way around it. So, yeah. Ryan, what do we do? Yeah, a lot of contributing factors to this. And so it's not a matter of, okay, you're at this age, therefore sort of thing. Mm. Um, an example with me was um, in my 20s and pretty much my entire life, I haven't really slowed down. I've been pushing you know, the envelope the entire time so hard. 
that I did notice right around when I got to be 40, just after 40, because on my 40th birthday, I remember doing 40, I actually did 45, 45 backflips. I remember that you know, one. In a row. And I mean, I was still great, feeling good, everything like that. But I remember it's just right after I kind of turned 40, I realized like I've been hitting it pretty hard. And, and really, I don't even think it was a matter of the physical um, activity. It was more a matter of everything else that was going in my life, going on in our lives with GMB and growing the company that actually kind of physically wore me out. So again, there Age-related, yes, of course, that could be a thing, but it also is, um, you know, other factors going on. But some things I do feel right now, 46, um, it does take me a little while, a little longer, I should say, to recover. Um, I appreciate my sleep a lot more. I'll just say that. That's a big thing for me, definitely. And so uh, looking at things like that, um, as well as the amount of time that I actually not just can work out but want to work out has decreased and so rather than trying to do so much and cram a lot of 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 work in it's a matter of saying okay this is what i know i can handle and do really really well with and i know that if i push it past that point that my recovery is going to take quite a bit longer uh than it did in the past. So again, lots of different things in there, but really it's, I think the biggest thing is looking at where you are in your life. What are some of the uh, other, um, I don't want to say influences, but of course influences, but outside things that are going to take that you need to take into account when you're working out. And I hate to say working out, but exercising, moving your body, things like that. And then looking at recovery time, making sure that you're able to get in enough recovery time. So, yeah, um, you're the same way. I know. I mean, it's it's we're busy. For sure. You know, and, I mean, we'll we'll mention this a little bit more later on. But I think you made a great point in that it's not just that your body is older. It's that as you are older, your priorities have changed and your lifestyle changes. Uh, the stressors in your life are not so yeah. much. Are, are, are a lot different now. You have family, you have business responsibilities, yeah. you have yeah. other things going on. And these are legitimate stressors that do have a physical impact as well. Yeah. These yeah. are, these are uh, increasing your cortisone levels and your serotonin levels. And they're yeah. changing the way that your body processes the results of your work. And we talk about this a lot, that there's your stress, including work and workouts, there's your rest, including sleep and just active recovery and, you know, meditative stuff. And there's also your fuel, which is your nutrition, yeah. Uh, yeah. air, sunlight, all of these things. But these are the three factors that you have to balance. And the more you have stressors from other things, career or lifestyle, that is added to your physical stressors from working out. And it has to be balanced with just the same kind of recovery and fueling that you would need. So that's why as you age, it's especially important to make sure that you're getting sleep, to make sure that you're having some recreation, some time, some downtime, some off time. It's really, really easy when you're 25 and your life is optimal, right? Where you're optimizing everything to say, watching TV is horrible for you. If you're watching TV, you're an idiot. Well, sometimes when you're 40 years old, damn, man, you just want to sit down in front of Netflix and watch some damn John Wick killing people. That's, that's how real. That's okay. And especially, and especially if the freaking kids went to bed early, that means you got a little extra time there. So, you right. know, just like you said, because when you're 25 and if you don't have kids and you're not, <laughs> hell, 
yeah, man, hit it, hit it hard, do whatever you want. Yep. But as you get older, there's so many other things to take into consideration. Right. I will say too, you mentioned nutrition, you know, as I've gotten older, um, you know, thanks to what we're doing, I'm able to buy better food. So my nutrition over the years and my wife, phenomenal cook. She loves to cook. I'm really lucky because the actual nutrition that I'm putting in my body is better. It's helping Mm -hmm. me to be better uh, over a longer period of time. Something though that you and I talk quite a bit about together is the fact that we travel so much. So this is another factor that you and I take into consideration in looking at um, uh, long-term rather than just short-term sort of working out things like that. Because if we're going to be traveling, we know we're going to have that jet lag. Uh, You got to take that into consideration when we come back, when we do our work, when we do our workouts, and as well as being there for our family. So as you get older, a lot of different things to take in consideration, but all comes down to balance and what you're really after. Absolutely. Uh, So we have our kind of Facebook board of directors for the podcast. uh, And we had uh, mentioned that we were going to be talking about this today. So just a couple of kind of related sort of questions or observations uh, to address real quick there Uh, from members of our group. uh, Steve mentioned that um, he's really interested in how to continue getting stronger as he ages. And that especially one of the things that he's found is that increasing leg strength seems to be from a lot of research correlated with, you know, health later on. And, and that's, that's also really true. Uh, it's not necessarily limited to legs. You'll see there was a study that just came out like a couple of weeks ago where they, they measured uh, strength by a number of push-ups. And this was taken in the media. If you can do 40 push-ups, you'll live longer. If you can do 39, you're screwed, which is a complete wrong takeaway. It's just that push-ups are not the best exercise. It's that push-ups are an indicator of someone being strong, right? So it's not only leg strength, but in general, after you're, say, 40, how, you know, accepting that it might take longer, what do you think about the possibility of continuing to increase your strength by by even even a considerable margin? Yeah, yeah. So this is something that's very high on my list. Um, You know, for all of those who do know me, two years ago, ankle surgery, blah, blah. But I'm way past that. I'm like, yeah, that happened. But right now in my life, a big thing is that leg strength, but not just building these tree trunk kind of legs. I'm also looking at balance, like literally being able to balance on one leg and spending a lot of time strengthening my leg, doing single leg work. So, yes, I'll be doing squats. Uh, with both legs, you know, body weight squat, weighted squats, as a matter of fact. But a big part of the stuff that I'm looking at is that single leg strength because the tie over to balance. And as we get older, being able to be in balance or as in balance that we can, looking at equilibrium, this is also going to help with balance, falling, whatnot, things like that. So it's not just a matter of just having strong legs. To me, it's looking at the long run and saying, okay, as I do get older, we do know that the core needs to be involved when you're performing these leg exercises. So therefore, you're going to be also working on your core, which is going to help with, uh, you know, balance side to side. Um, if you need to get up and down off of the ground, whatnot. But something uh, to come back to you, it's yes, you're working on Steve, you're working on the rings. That's great. Some other things that you could do are 
loaded walking. Okay. Whether that be um, like in my case, I really like to go hiking. So um, something that I'll do uh, once a week is go really heavy, like really heavy loaded walking and try and, you know, do it on a elevated grade or if I can hopefully go out to the mountains and things like that. I'm not saying that that's the only way to do it, but basically like think about really not just getting strong, but actually thinking of everything else that's revolved around it. And so this is another reason why too, in integral strength that we spend so much time working on single legs, on uh, part of me, single leg strength. And that is the shrimp squat that is covering all the bases as you progress through that you're increasingly you're increasing the load because it's getting more difficult, which forces you to have better balance, which forces your core to work harder, which forces your, you know, everything to work. So again, keep it simple, but hit it hard. And so for the legs, that's the thing. If you can continue to do that, I really suggest doing that. Just make sure that you're also working on your mobility as well. Yeah. And, you know, Steve also specifically mentioned like weighted versus body weight for legs. And the yeah. thing is, general principle, if you're just looking for maximum strength, lifting heavier weights with weighted exercise Absolutely. is That's the fastest way, way to get there. But yeah. also for us, we've always prioritized being able to move and being able to have that balance and control along with it. So the body weight exercises give us the opportunity to put that into action. And I love the loaded carries. There's something oh, I don't gosh. really devote enough so time good. to, but Fantastic. Yeah, that and jumps, actually jumps too. I love it. So something that I'm recently I've been doing in my program would be, I would do these jump tucks or you could Mm -hmm. even do onto something. And I don't even want to say box jumps because anyway, but you know, jumping movements and immediately after that, um, doing a weighted uh, deadlift Mm -hmm. or, or even a version of that, a shrimp squat or something like that. So it's a super set. And then, um, Again, it, it's just hitting so many different things. It's it's yeah. not just one thing that you do. Yeah. yeah. And also just uh, real quick, also Sandy mentioned that, you know, she noticed it takes her a little while longer to recover. Yeah. But that, you know, and that's just the truth. It's there. But interesting thing that she mentioned is she knows that consistency is important, but it's also important to know when to call it. Yeah. So how do you balance trying to do a little bit every damn day if that's what's important versus knowing when you shouldn't push yourself any harder than necessary. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's, it's when you can hit it hard and by actually continuing to increase your work capacity over time, no matter that level that you're at, um, then you're going to have better feedback for your body. And so this is actually something that uh, I've been spending a lot of time recently is simply trying to increase my work capacity um, in order to be able to continue to get strong, to continue to improve in my flexibility. But also it's given me really good feedback because the next day then, because I'm doing a little bit, just adding a little bit more work each day, the following day I'll wake up and I can really check into my body. And if there are days where I know I do my assessment and I'm kind of like, you know what, it's not there. I will back off. And so, you know, I can still continue to do work, but I'll do it on a lower level in terms of the difficulty of the movement. So that way um, I either take a break, like take a day off, or I can continue to do it on a lower level, making sure that it's not going to overtax my body as well as possibly injure me. Yeah. And I think that's a great point is that you can continue to do 
exercise and movements, but do a simpler version, a less complex version, a less challenging version, and you're still uh, you're still working towards the things that you were working towards. You're still yeah. working yeah. those same muscles and skills and uh, attributes, but you're doing it in a less intense way. And that's yeah. a great way to scale things back. Yeah. Um, look at the long run. It's a long run. I mean, it really is. It's, it's think of it that way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think a lot of these things are when people think about age related training issues, this is what springs to people's minds, but there's also a whole class of things that people tend to forget about that. You know, when you talk about being 40 or 50 or 60, uh, it's not just that your body recovers more slowly. Uh, one of the really big things that happens is by the time you're 40 or 50, you've already got a lifetime of injuries, of built up pains and aches, and also poor habits mm -hmm. that we don't necessarily pay attention to. But these things are definitely holding back our progress, definitely holding back our ability to train at the levels that we would like to. And you know, we, we like to chalk this up to, oh, well, you know, I need to change my diet to get my uh, T levels up so I can start performing <laughs> better again. But a lot of times it's because you've been having shitty posture for 45 years. And how are you going to raise your arms over your head to be able to do a pull up? Right. Yeah. With, you don't yeah. have shoulder mobility. Yeah. Yep. So, or, or you're even doing a movement and you, and just cruising through the movement but the actual technique is off. And so that's screwing you up as well. So, you know, right. go ahead and continue with what you're saying. But like, well, yeah, yeah. It's, it was exactly that is we have all these assumptions. Like we think we know how to do a push up. Oh, well, I've been doing push ups since I was in high school. <laughs> how, how, how much energy have you given to actually how to do it well? Or yeah. any number of things. Like we always, we used to do this at seminars and stuff too. Uh, is, you know, ask any adult to just jump. And look at how pathetic and sad they're jumping. <laughs> and I don't mean, I'm not saying this is bad about anyone. But the thing is, you learn to jump when you're four years old, if not younger. And after that, unless you are in basketball, track, or maybe some martial arts or gymnastics, you don't give any thought to jumping again as long as you live. Right? So adults can't jump. We're terrible at it. But it's not that hard to learn how to jump better. And even strong people, even athletic people have terrible jumps. And this is the thing. <laughs> we have these assumptions that, oh, I know how to jump. Oh, I know how to do this. But a lot of times there are things that if we put some attention on doing it better. So this is really the key is when you're older, yeah. Yeah. when you're 40 or 50 or whatever, you need to start thinking about what your assumptions are that you've carried with you and how those are impacting your training. So one, let's look at... Uh, old injuries and things, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you know, if you, so Ryan, you're a great example. You've had multiple shoulder surgeries. You've yeah. had your ankle basically snapped off of your leg. You've had yeah. knee My issues. Knee. Yep. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty beat up. 46 years old. So yeah, I should just retire. Yeah. You can't ignore. No, that's true. And it's just what you said. And so it's a matter of just being smart with it. It's, it's not that I can't do anything. It's, it's reframing and looking at what I truly want to do and what I am capable of doing. And the thing is, is I'm, my ankle's never going to be the same. It's fine. It is what it is. But it's good enough to be able to do the stuff that I want to do. Right. 
And so the thing is, is I still need to keep working on it. I still work on my shoulder. You know, we're what it's been. I don't even remember. So what, like 32 or something when I had that injury. So, I mean, we're talking like quite a while over about 15 years, but the Mm -hmm. thing is, it's, I still need to work on it. It's the thing though, is I don't let it hold me back. That's another thing to think about it. It's a matter of being realistic, but also fully understanding exactly where you're at. And a lot of people don't even know that. And so thinking about what's going on, where you're at, and then saying, okay, this is what I want to be able to do. And then slowly working to do that. You might not ever recover from it. If it's an old injury, you might never regain that. That's right. That's important to know. You You may never, never, ever, ever have that. that. Here's a good example. So I was working with a group of guys. um, It's like November or something of last year. Lovely group of guys. You know, they're still at it. They're they're in their 30s. And this guy comes up to me and he's like, man, this has been really good. He's like, I wonder if you can help me with my snatch. And I was like, okay, man. I said, so what's going on? He said, yes. So I got hit. No, he didn't say he got hit. He said, I got run over by a truck and it ran over him and his shoulder just all messed up here and his sternum is kind of sticking out. I mean, the guy's completely messed up. And there's this group of guys and they're all standing around me waiting for me to answer. And he's like, so can you fix me? And I was like, brother, no one can fix you. I was like, there ain't nothing's going to help you. And I said, the only thing you can do really is work with what you got. And everybody's standing around laughing, you know. But the thing I'm getting at is this, that is sometimes you have something, an injury, or maybe because you have been sitting a particular way for so long that you're in that position. All right. Whatever. Whatever. You just got to deal with it. Right. And, and that's just it. So if someone is like, well, I can totally fix you and whatnot. Okay, great. If that person can fix you, wonderful. But sometimes we can't be fixed. Right. And that's okay. We just got to figure out what we can do and do it in a way that we can just get a little bit better than we were tomorrow. And, you know, that's good because just focusing on that, it'll keep you going. Right. And we get we get these emails all the time. You know, I want I want to do these things. I want to get stronger, but I had a knee injury 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing, we can't fix that. We can't undo that. Nah, but nah. here's the thing. The fact that someone still wants to do something, I think is great. Right. And the fact that they're looking for a way to go forward anyway, I think is great. And I, I think that it's so important to understand that you, you might not ever be able to have full use of that knee again, but here's what you can do. One, you can work on other things, right? But here's the other thing. That knee does not mean that it's just going, just let your leg wither. Your knee is what it is. Your shoulder is what it is. Ryan, your ankle is what it is. You know, we know this, but you may never be able to fix it. But what you can do is you can learn to use what you have as better. You can learn to use it more fully. Learn to understand the boundaries better. Learn just how far you can go before you start to have restriction or pain. Learn how to strengthen the area around that so you can maybe have a little more control. Learn how to use it better so that you can work with more confidence and that you can't maybe fix your knee, but you can have a lot more confidence in your ability 
to use your knee, to bear weight, to move around and not be worried about when your knee is going to explode and fall out from under you, right? You can't, you maybe can't fix the knee, but you can give yourself the confidence and control to be able to use that knee so much better for so much longer if you'll give yourself the permission to train to use it better rather than looking at it as a limit. And it, it's, again, it's just growth mindset rather than the fixed mindset. And I'll add to that too, like my shoulder, my knee, my ankle, it has forced me mm-hmm. to get more creative. Yeah. And that's a good thing because yes. there were things that I couldn't do. So I was just like, all right, well, okay, what's out there? And it's forced me to look at other modes of, of exercise and learn about new things and, and just be like, all right, what can I do? And do it. So it's been blessing in disguise of sorts. So. Absolutely. And so I think that this is really the important thing to know is as, as we start to a little more, let's transition more into like what to do, what to mm. do. Right? Yeah. And I think, you know, in GMB, we talk about our AAA framework, the address, assess, address and apply. Yeah. And I think that as you get older, the assessment becomes much, much more important to be able to take a look at specifically what is holding you back and not just, oh, my knee's done for, but okay, well, what specifically can you not do? Can you move this way? Can you move that way? Can you not move this way? Is it a strength issue? Is it that you just can't move it past a certain number of degrees anymore? Do you have pain when you move here? Be really specific about assessing what you can and cannot do and start looking into what are the actual causes of that that you can and cannot change. This is assessment. This is really understanding your injury, understanding your limitations so you can start to work with it. Yeah. The other thing too, I mean, if you're looking at a macro way and what you were just saying in this, it could also be very micro in terms of like on a daily thing. I mentioned this in the last podcast that we did and that was every morning I'll put my socks on by standing on one leg. That's kind of an assessment for me for my ankle to see how it feels that day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did exactly what you said. I, I, went and had a person look at it and assess it and figure out exactly what I could and couldn't do at that point. And as it gets better, better range of motion, whatnot, then it allows me to be able to assess it myself, but on a daily basis as well. So a great example is, um, not yesterday, but the day before, um, really leg intensive workout, like really. And the next day, of course, I knew that my ankle was going to be tight. Not a problem. But I have things set up that way because I know if I'm going to do a a session that's very, very leg and, and, you know, focused, the next day I need to give myself a bit of a day off to recover. So it's also something to take into consideration. But, yeah, the assessment is very, very important. The only – and the other thing, too, is if you can't assist that, go have someone do that in person. Yeah. In person. Not online. Don't listen to a person you don't know posting on a Facebook comment that says, you should just do Pilates. Nah. Nothing against nah. Pilates, nah. but some random internet commenter saying Pilates is going to fix your back might not be the best advice. Now, GMB, the same thing. I mean, if, if you've got an injury, no. I mean, really happy that you're sending us an email because we would love to help you. But after you figure out what's going on and after you get the okay from the doctor and you know exactly what you need to do in yeah. order to get better. So that, that's the other thing too is make sure that you're playing your own game. 
And so just because somebody out there is doing something, just because somebody out there maybe challenges you to do something doesn't mean you should be doing it. You probably shouldn't be doing it. As a matter of fact, I get this all the time. It still cracks me up. Younger guys in their 20s send, send me a video saying, hey, Ryan, can you do this? My reply, if I reply, is the same. No, that's it. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny because typically they'll reply back and they'll say, hey, man, don't you want to try? And I'm like, not really, because I'm doing my own thing right now. So play your own game. You know, if there is something that you want to do with, you know, other people, great. But remember, it's about you <coughs> and right. focusing on you and making sure that you're good in terms of healthy and, you know, are able to do the things in a way that's not going to help you will make things better for you so that if you do want to go out and I don't know, do some sort of challenge or something, you're good to go. But again, play your own game, figure out what you need. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about this in the context of, Oh, after a certain age, it's not as easy to do the physical stuff anymore. And it's, Oh, it's so hard. And so, you know, doom and gloom and terrible. (laughs) Well, here, let's just, Pause for a minute. Pause for a minute to appreciate the upside of getting a little damn older. Do you think you may have learned some shit since you were 20? Right. I sure as hell hope so. And this is the important part, what Ryan saw about playing your own game. You know, when you're 40, when you're 50, and I sure as hell hope by the time I'm 60, I get to a point where maybe I really just don't give a rat's ass about what some 45-year-old whippersnapper wants to tell me. You know? Like that's I'm where already I'm there with a 20-year-old, so yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's great to still want to be able to do things at a level that are impressive or are objectively not just for your age, but objectively strong or objectively yeah. cool. That's great. But also, also not just saying I'm only going to compare myself to people my age, but as somebody who has lived a few spins around the sun, maybe I've got a little bit of maturity and I don't have to compare myself to other people quite as much anymore. Exactly. And I'm just going to focus on what's important to me rather than how I feel like I should be ranking myself against other people. And yep. I think that's really, really important. That's the upside of being older. That's the, that's the part about getting a little more mature that I think that we should really be focusing on and be proud of instead of how do I mitigate all of these creaks and aches and stuff? Well, how do you use this awesomeness of perspective? That I think is key. Yep. All right. So just to sum up some of the things we've talked about today, I mean, the truth is that uh, some of the issues that you come up with when you're over 40, over 30, over 50, whatever. It's simply a matter of having different priorities, different perspective, different lifestyle than you used to. So you can't do the same things you used to do. You don't value the same things you used to value. You have other things that are more important to you now. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. No, no, no. You know, and and that's the thing. It's priority and thinking about not, not just being selfish. I'm not just talking about that, but really, really thinking about how you could be better for other people by just focusing on what's good for you. Yeah. And it, it's, it really changes because, you know, we have our families, we have the people that we work with, you know, and the people that, that look up to us. And so, you know, right now in my life, I mean, you know, this, I'm not out there trying to impress really anybody. My thing right now is how can I just continue to be better for those people who do look up to me, who do love me, who do trust me, who do need me. So, yeah, 
And then also, you know, moving into the next thing, maybe and looking at your, your age in relation to the stress that's going on around you. And so saying more, or pardon me, saying no more to things um, that you don't need to do. And so that trying to keep that stress down, you know, there's good stress, bad stress. It's a matter of looking at that bad stress and trying to make sure that you don't have too much of that in your life. And, um, you know, a big part of that is not comparing yourself with other people. Right. Yeah. And like we've just been talking about, it's, it's, as we grow, we have those different responsibilities, different priorities, and just making sure that you're focusing on those. Yeah. Yeah, it's really important to just know that, you know, some of this, yeah, it's going to be chemical and hormonal and whatever, but Mm -hmm. some of it is just because your life is changing, you have different stressors, and that's fine, but you need to then make sure you have activities that help you relax, help you rest, good good sleep every night, have some recreation, be around humans, don't spend all your time online, you know, get out in nature when you can. Eat good foods. These things, I think, become more and more important as uh, as you get older. I mean, they're always important, but as you get older and you have to deal with more stress and more demands on your attention and time, and then your body is less resilient, then it becomes more important to take care of these other things that help you stay uh, help you stay able to yeah. do any of the things you want to do. You know? Yeah, and, yeah. And just remember, we got injuries. Yep. Whatever. That happened. Move on, you know, work around them, figure out what you can do. Don't dwell on it. And hell, like I mentioned earlier, they could help to uh, force you to explore a bit and try something new. Uh, Maybe something that you had never thought about doing before. Cool. So let's end up here with a kind of bonus tip. Uh, Just uh, so Ryan, What'd yeah, so this is this is kind of funny. So uh, Andy and I were talking before we we uh, did this, and uh, I, I don't know why this just popped into my head. I hadn't thought about this in years, but <laughs> when I was really young, I mean, I'm talking like right around I think when I first started gymnastics, and this is this is why this happened. But I remember my grandfather is is actually my didn't see him too often, okay? But I remember coming to our house, and we're talking about gymnastics, and he started walking on his hands up our stairs <laughs> in our house. I was like, what the shit? You know, I was like, I'm pretty damn impressive at any age. Yeah. Right. I was just like, I'm in gymnastics, but that's some like next level shit. Right. And he just did it. And at that time, you know, when you're little, I mean, he was probably, I don't know, let's say he was in the fifties, maybe his fifties, maybe 60. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, his grandpa, yeah. but the image you have is this is an old dude and he cranks that out. Well, it turns out, you know, afterwards I learned that, you know, this is something that he'd been doing pretty much his whole life. And that was his kind of like one trick thing that he had, but it was also his, like, I still got it move that he would apparently want to show everybody whenever he could. Yeah. And, you know, it got me thinking about today, what we're talking about. And, you know, we talked about priorities. We talked about continuing to train. And here in GMB, there are a lot of different skills and, and tricks, if you will, that we like to show. But think about like one thing. Think about one kind of party trick or I still got it trick that not quite out of reach for you. It might be still, might be a little difficult for you still. But think about working on something that you can kind of own that, yeah. 
you know, you can kind of like, you know, crank it out and be like, you know, not, not just showing off all the time, but it's still kind of like someone, you know, those young whippersnappers when they see you, they're like, damn, that dude still got it. You know, uh, some examples, you know, uh, maybe it's a crow pose. It, it could be maybe like an L sit, a handstand, um, a front lever. It could be a cartwheel. It could be anything. But the thing is, is like, just choose one thing yep. and put some time into like working on it, but don't think you have to nail it. Think of it as, okay, this is something like, you know, right now I'm 46. Like when I'm 70, something that I still want to be able to do. And working on that now and just putting a little time into it will allow you to be able to do this your entire life. So just a little something for you to think about and uh, work on. Very cool. Well, that's it. Obviously, uh, you know, we don't think 40 is the end of the road. I mean, it would be (laughs) pretty bleak if that were the truth. Uh, and we also, we've been really lucky. We've had some really good role models and clients that are showing yeah. us that it's possible to continue to make progress well, well past where we are and where almost anybody listening to this is. So please don't sell yourself short, accept your limitations, but also learn how to you know, master what you've got. Learn how to use what you've got in the very best way possible and just keep making progress where you can. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks.